Welcome to the Beacon People podcast. At Beacon People, our mission is to foster a community of purpose-driven individuals offering guidance, connection, and support in fulfilling God's calling. You are about to listen to a beautiful interview with our creative director, Amy Anderson and Kristen Walker. Our friend Alita is going to tell you a bit about Kristen. Hey y'all, this is Alita Casey, and I am so excited to introduce you to my precious friend, Kristen Walker. I've known Kristen for 16 years. I met her when she was a hairstylist and helped me cover my roots when I was pregnant with our second child. And it has been such a gift to be able to sit front row and watch as God has unfolded his beautiful story in Kristen's life these last few years. She is a gifted creative, Really, she can do all the things. And she has such a precious heart to want to be able to help and encourage others as they embrace their gifts. You're going to love Kristen as much as I do. Hey, Kristen. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad we're doing this together because I've only known you for a brief time. And this is just such a fantastic way to really get to know someone. It is. I'm so excited to do this. I love listening to your episode with Marnie. And so I'm just excited. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, this is Conversations with Creatives. And so really the topic today is creativity. And that's really uh, comes from the heart. And so I'm so excited to see what you have to say. I wonder, first off, you know, what does creativity mean to you? Like, how do you define creativity just as a creative person? So for me, um, I've always felt like I don't have like the typical um, creative personality. Like I'm a very um, strategic person. Um, I'm more analytical and methodical. I'm kind of type A, which is not how you typically think of like an artist. Um, But for me, the creative process is really about problem solving. And that's kind of how I come at any creative like endeavor that I do is just like what are the constraints of this project and like how can I kind of maneuver through those and work through them to get the result that I want and so that really fits more with my the way that my brain works than just like here's open canvas like just create whatever comes to mind yeah so I think about it a little bit differently than I think most people typically do. I love what you said about problem solving because early in the creative process, you'll have an idea. You'll have that spark. This is what I want the finished outcome to be. So now it's what steps do I take to get to that outcome? And you're going to encounter obstacles along the way. You know, just yesterday, I ran out of the color paint that I needed, Mm -hmm. and it was a a grayish lilac, you know, a hard color to mix, just the exact same. So even little obstacles like that, if you're working with wood in the wood shop, you know, there's obstacles there. Uh, So I I love seeing that, that path to a finished outcome as, you know, a fun way to solve a problem. Yes. I think, like, one of my hobbies or passions is photography and I think that's like a good example of it because you have a vision in your head of what you want your image to look like but you have to think about the light and the subject and you have to think about um, you know the different settings on the camera and how you're gonna maneuver each one to kind of get that 
outcome that you're looking for. And um, that's the part that's exciting to me is like figuring that out. I kind of had like an interesting, um, I thought was interesting way of thinking about the difference to me was, so my husband and I love to do home like renovation projects together. That's our favorite thing to do. People always say to uh, both of us like, oh, one day y'all should build a house, like a custom house. And I think about that, I'm like, that sounds so fun, but I would so much rather work with something that's already there and like, how can I change it within like the circumstances that are already there is so much more interesting and fun to me to think about doing that than to think about just starting from scratch with anything. And really, honestly, more of a challenge yes. because you're working with those old bones. And yes. so you have limitations there, like where the plumbing lines are and, yes. you know, just so, so limited. So that gives you even more challenges, but also the inspiration is there. Yes. And I think for me, the creativity is really found within the constraints of the project. Oh, that is such a beautiful perspective Thank because um, sometimes as a creative I'm in that flow Mm -hmm. and it's la 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 so happy happy joyful joyful wait what a roadblock and it just throws you off your game right so to find um joy in the obstacles wow yeah that is very cool well I wonder um how you feel led to be a creative what has God put into your life that has put you on this creative path so I grew up I think seeing creativity manifested in a lot of different ways in my family. My mom was, she was kind of more of a thinker like me, but she, like back in the 90s when everybody first got computers, she taught herself how to code and she taught herself how to make web graphics on Photoshop and like just made her own websites like in the 90s, just insane. And then have like a grandmother that sews and scrapbooks and was just always doing creative, like crafty type stuff. My stepdad is a, an artist. He works in acrylics. But like, I think my dad, probably more so than anybody, he's always been very into art. As a child, he always took us to art shows and like the farmer's market. And like, it was always really important to him to show us like culture. Um, and so some of my favorite things, like as a kid was going to art shows and just walking around all the booths. And like, I always wanted to be an artist when I grew up and he's also like his whole house, everything in his house is art. You know, he just collects interest and they're all conversation pieces. Like they're so interesting. And every time I go over there, I just see something new and he has like this beautiful garden and he's a really good cook and really creative with that. So I'd say he was probably the one the most that just like showed me this world that I just always wanted to be a part of. That is fantastic. You know, to have that influence in your life really is beautiful and really can shape you and your aspirations. Um, But I, I like that hearing what you're, what you're saying is goes back to that everyday creativity mm-hmm. where people are creative through cooking, through gardening, through sewing. You know, it's not just limited to uh, a paintbrush or being an author, you know. So right. people are so limited when they think about creativity. Yes. And I, I think that there wasn't really, aside from my, my stepdad, there's not really anybody in my family that's like a traditional artist. But I always saw, even my other grandmother 
is like has this beautiful home you know, and was always like redecorating and doing those types of things. And like hospitality was really big for her, like having her garden club over and coming up with, you know, the, the meal and the decor and all that, um, is also creativity. And so yeah, there's yeah. no true reason to do those things except to show your creativity. Right. Like why redecorate a room? It's your creative spark that wants to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What creative hobbies, um, do you have? And what would you like to learn, if any? So here we go. <laughs> I have a lot. So I mentioned photography and I mentioned like home projects, but just um, decorating in general is probably the one that I've carried through for the longest. I love to thrift and um, just come up with like interesting things to do in my house. I like to refinish furniture I'm into um, fashion and cooking and all of those types of things. Um, and actually, it wasn't until probably two years ago that I started painting um, because I never considered myself to be an artist. I would always tell people I'm creative, but I'm not an artist. Like, I can't draw, I can't paint. And I don't know what it was that made me start doing it, but um, now it's one of my favorite things to do um, is to paint. And then other, like, like I said, it's really more about learning for me. So I'll just see something that I want to know how to do. And I'll like do a deep dive for a couple of weeks where like I learn everything there is for me to know about something and I do it until I feel satisfied and then I move on to the next thing. So that might be um, embroidery or um, candle making. Um, There was a time that I would, I love to go on walks outside so like I would just pick wildflowers and press them and I would put them in my art in my paintings but of course I did that for like a few weeks and then I was like okay did that (laughs) well I have had the privilege of seeing two of your paintings in person and if I could describe them I would call them almost um ethereal they have such a like a a dreaminess and a subtleness to them the colors are really they're neutral but they're not boring Mm -hmm. and there's a a mistiness and a a dreamy quality and they really really are beautiful I thank you I appreciate that they're um I have like kind of a um a more moody style almost like a rainy day yes yeah yes which like today is a rainy day and I love it it's the best it's very overcast (laughs) yes yes (laughs) but that um color palette really appeals to me you know when I go to decorate my home you know sure I like bright colors but often I'll go for the more neutral stuff because I have two young sons and Mm -hmm. their toys are so colorful and so I don't like a lot of visual clutter, yes. even though I'm an artist, I, I like to keep it kind of pared down mm-hmm. in my home. And so I'll put a pop of color with like um, something decor, like a throw pillow or a blanket. But on the walls, I kind of like to keep it a little neutral. So I, really? I like that color palette. Yeah, that kind of surprises me about mm-hmm. you that you have more neutrals. Well, when I make home. paintings to sell, they are they are very fluorescent. Vibrant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a, actually a lot of color in my home, but it's all muted, muted colors or darker colors. Um, I definitely don't stick to neutrals at all, but they're um, they're just more muted tones. Well, your personality has a lot of flexibility to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that color choice has a lot of flexibility yeah. too, you know. Well, and I think it is too a lot of like you're talking about visual clutter. 
like it's just so much more soothing to me. Um, it's easy for my senses to kind of take over. And so having more like muted colors, I think helps um, me to just stay calmer and more grounded. I'd love to he- hear a little more about the furniture. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I started, um, I had a couple of like vintage booths. I mentioned I like to thrift. So I would, you know, thrift vintage decor and um, had antique booths at a couple of different locations. And um, it really turned more into refinishing furniture, which really started, I guess, back when I bought my first home was, you know, budget. You, you go and you buy the cheapest piece of furniture you can find and you try to make it fit, you know, into your style and what you want. And um, as I said, me and my husband are kind of DIYers, so we always really leaned into that. When I opened the booths, I started just buying cheap furniture that had good bones and had the, you know, the basic style that I liked. And then I would refinish it. Not always painting. Like one time I bought a dresser that was like a mid-century modern, just which is kind of my style just beautiful and somebody had like chalk painted it like powder blue and distressed it and I was like I mean okay but this is a mid-century piece like it shouldn't be that way so I um like stripped it down it was it was a process but I love that so (laughs) yeah you like the challenge of it so you're a furniture purist when it comes to mid-century well I mean I paint pieces too but Mm -hmm. to me it again it's about like what is the style of this piece? What does it have? Is it damaged? Can I fix the damage? Um, all of those things just play into what am I going to do and what can I do to get the closest to the result that I want within like the amount of time and the budget and all of those things go together. And again, that's what's exciting to me. That comes back to that problem solving. Oh yeah. All right. I love that. So how do you stay rooted in God's promise for you with social media out there, all these temptations to compare yourself to others and to perform and just meet expectations? That has always been probably the biggest struggle for me. Um, As far as social media goes, I just don't do it now. You can still find my Instagram page, but I have not been on Instagram it's not even on my phone anymore for probably since February I just found that it's just not really a good place mentally for me to be Um, I am still on Facebook because you know kids stuff is all on there and um, you know some groups and posting pictures for grandparents and that kind of thing but um, I pretty much just decided for myself that social media is just not worth it and I think that's probably true for a lot of us whether we're you know, in the creative world or not, like, sometimes it's just not a healthy place. And I'm grateful that I was able to see that and make the decision to back away from it. Probably aside from social media, the biggest thing for me has been that I've always felt like all of my creative endeavors needed to be side hustles. And pretty much everything that I have put a lot of time into creatively, I in some way felt like it needed to be a hustle. I really feel like right now God is leading me away from that. Like, because if I'm not trying to be successful with it in some way, I'm a lot more free. Um, But it's hard for me to create in that way because I am a goal-oriented person. I'm very like strategic. 
And just creating just for me and just to create is difficult. Um, Not difficult to be creative or to enjoy it, but if I don't have something to do with it at the end, it feels empty in a lot of ways. So your mindset has to be creativity for the sake of creativity and for your joy. Right. I'm working towards that. I'm working towards that. <laughs> I can relate it to the, fit, the hustle it's, mentality. It's hard. For yeah, sure. it's tough. It's tough. But I feel like God is really pushing me to that right now. Like finding fulfillment and just like, because it is the process that I enjoy. Like right now I have a stack of paintings in my studio at home and like they're just sitting there I have all these like what is the point of having all these paintings just stacked up I'm not doing anything with them and it kills me (laughs) sometimes I have found that when you're ready when you have the inventory the opportunity comes Mm -hmm. so you never know what's around the corner I think that I feel that way a lot of times and then when I do jump into like okay here's the opportunity here's the art show my mental health is more important. I, do, I think that God's trying to show me like, hey, you need, like you can do this for you. You can do it just as something that you enjoy. And in the long run, that's probably going to be better for you. It's just hard for me to get there. This is the reality of creativity mm-hmm. in 2023. It's social media. It's selling yourself. Mm-hmm. It's hustling. It's a side hustle. And then it's your full-time hustle. Right. And you're always selling yourself, promoting yourself, doing things with that finished outcome in mind, skipping through the joy of the process. Mm-hmm. To slow down would be such a right. relief and such a good yeah. thing. And I think that is the the pressure to perform or or to be successful is um is hard for me but also it's kind of the practicality of it for me in a lot of ways that like thinker aspect of my brain is just like it's a waste of time to do something if there's no nothing that's coming of it other than just you enjoy the process like I know that's not true (laughs) but still part of me is just like what do you, you just made 50 candles for fun. What are you going to do with all these candles if you don't sell them to somebody? And so I'm like, I don't know, maybe you just start giving it away. Right. And sharing it with others and even with your family, you know, now you have candles for life. Maybe I just start carrying around paintings in my car and just giving them to people. I don't know. Girl, I have (laughs) given away so many paintings. People would come into my studio and admire one. And I would say, you know, it's yours. Take take it. it. Just take it. One of the demonstration (laughs) paintings, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone really connects with the piece, like my heart just opens. I'm like, it's yours now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What would you say to those listening who think they aren't creative or need some, some encouragement? So I think that we need to change the way that we look at what creativity is. Because people do say to me all the time, like, I'm just not creative. I wish that I could paint or I wish that I was creative. And I, th- I think that we're kind of confused about what creativity means. Because it's not always painting or making you know, sculpting or drawing or whatever, like lots of people are creative that don't do those things. I was listening to um, the Lectio 365 that Janie recommended to us. I'm loving it. I've been listening to it. Um, And they 
kind of like change like their topics weekly. And so every few weeks they do creativity. Um, And I was listening to it and this is what they said about creativity. Creativity is about communication. It is about how we respond imaginatively to our circumstances in order to forge connections and bring ideas to life. And when I hear that, I think, wow, creativity could really be anything. And in this instance, I think they were like saying that encouraging people to use their creativity in sharing Jesus, Um, which I just love because you are using creativity when you think about how to connect with people, how to share Jesus. Creativity is what just creating. It's not being artistic. It's creating anything like creating. I think about so many people that I know that are so good about creating like an atmosphere in their home, like being hospitable and making people feel welcome. Anna's so good about that. Like everybody who walks in their home just feels welcome and like it's their home. And she creates that atmosphere. I think creating a positive environment for your children or like, you know, parenting is creative. I mean, hello. And the way that you deal with your kids and discipline them, that that's being creative. Like, I think if people just look at the things that they do in their everyday life anyway, they'll find creativity there. I love the distinction between creativity versus artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're to- totally different things. So artistic would be more of the traditional art making. Right. Whether it's crafting, woodworking, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. painting. Things you would see at an art show. And then creativity is that drive to communicate, to express. To bring your ideas to life. Right. Which, like I said, is is in everything that we do. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And all the problem solving that goes with it. Yes, yes. The problem solving. The learning. Um, What was, there was another quote that I had read that I thought kind of summed that up that I loved. Oh, creativity is a type of learning process where the teacher and pupil are located in the same individual. Oh, (laughs) that like speaks to my heart. Like, yes, like it's just that you want to do something. You want this like end result and like you're just figuring out and learning how to do it. And I think that that's something that people that even are artistic or do think that they're creative have when they have problems. It's like, we get caught up in what the result is going to be. And if the result isn't what we think it should be or isn't perfect, then we failed at that thing and we must not be good at it. But really and truly, it's about like the process of getting there and the things that you're doing um, throughout that process and, and the joy that it brings you to learn something new and get your hands dirty and all that. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not about creating some amazing thing that nobody's ever seen before and everybody's going to be impressed by you know it's just it's more of just that learning something new and learning something about yourself in the process that answers my question I was I was going to ask what would you just say to someone who puts a lot of pressure on themselves for perfection when they're creating or they have all that hesitancy that Mm -hmm. they bring to the artistic process and I feel like focusing on the joy really answers that question Mm -hmm not expecting everything you do to be a masterpiece Mm -hmm. that's unrealistic it is yeah yeah um and because that's me I mean I'm a perfectionist and I think that's why I didn't start painting until recently I mean I've like I said I've been um into creative things my whole life I 
at 18, I became a hairstylist and I did that for a long time. And, um, then when I stopped doing that, I was a photographer and, you know, with the furniture and all that kind of stuff, like I've always done creative things. People have always thought of me as a creative person, but I always felt like it wasn't enough because I wasn't an artist. I wasn't painting. And if I did, it never looked good enough. And I really don't know what flipped that switch of like me just sitting down and really like, I think it was just like, I want to do this and I'm going to figure it out. And like, for the first time, I enjoyed that process of just learning. And then like after creating, you know, a hundred bad paintings, I created a good one. (laughs) Um, And then I was just like, hey, I'm actually kind of good at this. So, and it doesn't have to get to that point for everybody, but just the the playing around and learning is, is the fun part. I'm so glad that switch got flipped for you or that you flipped that switch. I think that's just great. Yeah. Great. So do you feel like God is teaching you anything right now? Yeah, I I think, I think he is just teaching me to just like, just lean into the day-to-day creativity and creating things just for the sake of creating them. And they're not having to be any purpose behind it other than just creating and, you know, I do I always am looking for a hustle and like, what's my next endeavor going to be, you know, business money making endeavor going to be. And I think he's really telling me to just like, you need to just take time, focus on your family. And um, I think I've always felt like I need to do something big to be fulfilled. You know, when you think about purpose that that God gives you, you feel like it has to be this big thing that everybody sees and says, oh, wow, she's living this life of purpose for God. And I think that he's teaching me and showing me that that's not how it is and that you can find that purpose and that joy and fulfillment just in everyday parenting or being a wife or creating that atmosphere in your home or Um, painting a painting just because it brings you or somebody else joy and that's enough. Thank you, Kristen. I really, really love this perspective on creativity and it's a fantastic reminder, hopefully for everyone listening. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Marnie Clark and I'm so glad that you joined us today. I loved hearing Kristen talk about the challenge of creating without the end goal of selling and just how challenging that is, especially in this day and time with social media, social commerce, just the pressure that we put on ourselves. That was particularly encouraging to me. I hope you all can join us. We are having an incredible opportunity It is called our 205 Makers Market. It is going to be Thursday, November 2nd at Ashley Max in Homewood from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. You will have the chance to meet many of our amazing creatives in our community. There will be lots of handmade items, local authors, live music, and even a book signing by Ashley McMacken. So visit our website at beaconpeople.org for all the information. Don't forget to subscribe because we have more conversations with creatives on the way.